You're listening to Psychology Inside Out Podcast, where we take a look from the inside out at what makes the field of psychology so fascinating. We interview researchers, educators, fellow students, as well as experts both professionally and experts by way of their own experiences with mental health. In this episode, we talk to Peter Orsog. Peter currently works as a lead product manager in the financial market. After his burnout in 2019, he started exploring and experimenting artistically with painting, which changed his life. With his works now in private collections around the world, his newfound passion is a budding bright future. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Psychology Inside Out podcast. We are here today with Anna and Eugenia. And today we have my very good friend, Peter Orsak, joining us to talk about his experience with burnout. Uh, I personally found uh, his story inspiring and fascinating, so I thought it is worth sharing. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for coming, Peter. Eugenia said great things about you and your story and how you got into art. So yeah, if you just don't mind sharing a little bit about yourself, how you got into Amsterdam, what brought you here? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure, very happy to be here. Um, so my name is Peter, uh, as Eugenia as mentioned. I'm originally from Slovakia, where I was born and raised, going to university. After university, I kind of uh, was looking around where to, you know, what to do next. And, uh, and uh, via, you know, string of coincidences and, and opportunities, I, I found myself in Amsterdam. I moved here in 2007. And, and since then, basically, I've been, I've been based in here. Uh, I graduated with a degree in software engineering, and I originally started in, in, in that field and then gradually moved on to, to banking and IT and banking, and that's uh, kind of what I do at the moment. Nice. Yeah, and then Eugenia mentioned that you have a very interesting story about burnout, and that's kind of what led you to us psychology yes. talking yeah. a little bit yeah. about yeah, so I mean, like, uh, well, as as sometimes people do, I found myself in an environment. Well, primarily, maybe it's important. I work in the field of financial markets, and uh, I I run projects that I'm responsible for migrations and, and basically big scale, big impact, uh, big stakeholders, uh, high budget projects that I was, I was responsible for, and um, well. Basically, how it happened uh, around 2019, I, I, I found myself just not being able to, to cope with that uh, anymore and, uh, yeah, and found myself with a, with a burnout. So um, there's uh, quite, a, quite a long journey that, uh, that, 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 that led to it. Um, and as, as usual, I think, I, I, to be honest, I don't know what I can describe on my mm-hmm. own experience. Um, I didn't realize that they were way too late. You know, there's uh, signs were there, but um, um, you haven't expected it. Sorry, you haven't expected it. No, I, I no, I, absolutely not. No, I mean, and to be honest, it was even to the point where I've I've had people, uh, including my wife, like approach me, like you need to, you know, slow down, take it easy, just just you know, take a bit more time to to to, to relax, recharge, and don't just focus on work, uh, but. I always just like like brushed it off like that's no come on like I just need to power through this last deliverable this last thing yeah. two more weeks then and then then I'll take a bit of a rest then and then the next thing come up and the next thing is... come up and 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 but then and it, it, it never, never happened you know so and if I remember it correctly it was actually quite fascinating time you were actually traveling quite a lot also to London yes. and you had yeah. yeah but to be honest I don't know how much of the like the travel to because the project I was responsible for. So my company is, is primarily based in Amsterdam, but we have big offices in London as well. And uh, so I, I did, the, the project I was responsible for was shared between those two locations. And I did find myself traveling quite a lot, very often for like a return trip within a day as well. Um, I don't know if the travel itself would be a factor. Um, to be honest, for me, the travel was like the exciting part, Exciting you know, part. Because yeah. you get to... It felt always like a bit of a reward, you know, like, yeah, yeah you get to do some work, but then you go to London and I can, um, I hope you're not listening, you know, do something on company expenses. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but um, yeah, that, that was, that was part of it. That was part of like this high, uh, um, 
high speed life. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. <laughs> the high pace, yeah. Yeah, but then you maybe like spend a lot of time at work, but also you then haven't recharged in a sense, like just really relax and sleep, yeah, because you probably try to also enjoy the time in London, right? As yes, absolutely, yeah. So it was never really like, oh, I got off work, I finished work, and then I went to do something relaxing. But mm-hmm. more often than not, I was like, oh, what does it mean? I'm in London, I can go do this. You know, I can go do something, uh, whatever is there to do in the afternoon, you know, whether there's events or, or just a big dinner or something like that. Can I ask, do you think that is it was more from external pressure you're the stress in at the work or do you think it was more you high achieving you wanted to accomplish you put that because we know that this you know financial and banking can be very stressful but it was it was a mix of everything you know i mean i would i would i would lie if i say it was everything was a contributing factor in there so and i would also would also be unfair if i would say that it was strictly just work Mm -hmm. that was the reason behind that right because uh, so on one hand, yes, there was this work where I was responsible for other things. And important, what's important is that things were at work were not going well. Right, mm-hmm. project was delayed. Over budget, stakeholders were getting antsy and wanted to do more stuff, but we were not able to deliver it. Mm-hmm. And also, I was personally like I was responsible for the thing that had thing happening, but then I was not the one actually executing it. Right, I was right. responsible for like developers or mm-hmm. people that were doing it, but I. I kind of was in like the rock and the hard place, right. you know. Like I can't, I don't have sufficient control over people working on it, but I am answering to questions from people that are demanding the job to be done, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's one end. But then also the fact that um, uh, just a year before that, you know, like a half a year before that, basically, we've had a period of uh, um, three months mm-hmm. where uh, we bought a house that we completely renovated. Um, we got married, and I changed jobs. Okay, so, <laughs> so long. Uh, and this was like literally May to August 2018, oh, right? Wow. In in three months, and and like while obviously I'm very happy that all of those three happened, happened uh, they happened in a very short period of time, mm-hmm. and and I remember that basically after it ended, uh, I was so used to having weekends filled with like. Okay, well, now I'm busy with work, but then I have to work on private stuff, you know, mm-hmm. either it's on the wedding or it's on the apartment, right. chasing the contractor or whatever. And that when it stopped, I found myself like, okay, I have a weekend. I don't know. You don't know what to do. do. Yeah. I, I have no clue what to do, but I was also not able to relax yeah. during that weekend, you know? So now suddenly I have time, but I was like, yeah, how am I going to spend this time? It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was a very weird, like, period where I just got used to the fact that I have free time again mm-hmm. yeah and it took it toll I think it's probably maybe just you experienced that stress maybe later on in the sense oh, maybe also. yeah I mean like I have obviously I um I have to say that before that I knew about people that went through this I didn't know anybody personally there was one person in my company that uh in my department that I remember that it was a big deal that he came back from burnout and, and um, he spent his time with working, um, you know, during the, 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 the time off. And then he came back and everybody was treating him like a, in, in, like in gloves, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. you have to be patient, like have to be super careful yeah. with this guy because he's like a fragile egg, you know, whatever. I, so that's a, a little bit of a cynical feeling around him. Oh, Do you feel that? Yeah, that absolutely. And, and that for me was like also, but then it didn't end well, to be honest, because... Uh, despite like that, that feeling of people treating him carefully like mm-hmm. wore off eventually. And then he, I think he left the company, but just leaving from, a, from in the middle of the meeting, like I can't wow. do this anymore, mm-hmm. left his laptop and never came back, mm-hmm. right? Like after he returned from after the he burnout. Returned, mm-hmm. He was back in the office for maybe a month. And then he realized that this is not the subject. He can't go back to this, mm-hmm. this, this ever again. So that was wow. my previous experience with burnout, right? And that's, that maybe was the reason also why when people started telling me like hey you need to you know be careful in my head i perceived it like burnout equals this mm-hmm. and i did not want to admit that that's something i may be having mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. you know because that was a, a really like a scary prospect and then when like it suddenly happened then you how yeah if you remember that morning or that day how it actually you realized oh this is it yeah i so, have a burnout so the basic, it was a couple of it wasn't like um, out of the blue, there was a couple 
support steps, right? So what's what first thing that happened was that um, one Monday morning after weekend, I woke up and I was just like, I, I can't go to work. It's it, like physically impossible, right? I sat on the bed for half hour, hour, I don't know, very long. And I was just like, I, I can't make myself go to work because there was already like a dozen million scenarios happening in my head about what's going to go wrong today mm -hmm. and, and how, again, this is not going to go according to what we need to do and the typical meetings that I have and stuff like that. And I remember I called my manager, like, I need to take some time off uh, and just, you know, medical reasons. And uh, he was quite supportive. So I was like, yeah, okay, take, take some time off. And I took a week off, I remember. And I, mm -hmm. I don't even remember what I did. Uh, I, I tried not working, but or not thinking about work, but I stayed in Amsterdam. I didn't, didn't go outside, but mm -hmm. I, I took a week off, right? And then I came back and it was slightly, I felt like, okay, I can do this for a while again, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, my manager was, uh, just called me in and was like, yeah, we should really discuss how, you know, what, what you're going through. And, and he suggested that I go see a coach, uh, like a professional coach that the company can provide for me. If I can just jump in, at that time, did you have any awareness that you may have been going through burnout or that was just like, oh, I just need a week off. I'm tired or I just- It was already after people were suggesting that that might be it, but in my head, I'm pretty sure I was still in denial. Right. So um, the signs came from outside before. So people yes. are like, "Hey, I think you're too much." Yeah. I think you need to. Much, yeah. I think you need to. Because I was, you know, I, I was uh, constantly annoyed, like always, like uh, like raising my voice for the stupidest reasons. You mm -hmm. know, I found everything, absolutely everything, was irritating. Irritating. Mm -hmm. I was irritated right. all the time. Mm -hmm. So some people were just, you know, more or less subtle dropping some hints. But right. I was like, no, this. And how about physically? How were you feeling at that time? Sorry about the. No, no, that's okay. no I think it's, it's, a, no, it's a valid question. Uh, interesting. I'm not diff, uh, tired. Yeah, tired all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, that that dominant feeling was was just exhaustion. Exhaustion. You know, mm -hmm. tired. Like I remember, I had I was uh, having these discussions. Like I don't understand how people who work full time can come home and then do something else. Because mm -hmm. literally, what I did when I came home from work was just nothing like either like stare at the tv or or just mm -hmm. switch to a different computer and and do some whatever mind numbing stuff yeah. on, online you know okay. um but exhaustion tiredness i think was the dominant thing but, um yeah right so then the the, the my, my boss suggested i go see a coach and this was like a work coach or a professional coach where mm -hmm. uh, like my company has some people like that internals and externals available we can go and it's mostly like um, the idea is that you go see this person if you don't know what to do with your career, right? Mm -hmm. or, or like how, what else do you, you know, what's the next step for you yeah. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I remember like I arranged a meeting with this person, very nice South African lady, we had a, we had a chat and it was already like, it was after a very long time or probably even the first time that somebody who had no idea about my background, my job, what I'm going through or what my responsibilities are. And I had to, explain from scratch like what mm -hmm. my job is and what my day-to-day -day challenges are at work at the home right and there was already a home quite difficult to describe because then it was just like all in one go i had to offload and i realized that the awfulness of the situation that mm -hmm. i'm i'm kind of finding myself in and how i really am mm -hmm. not handling it and uh and she had she was like oh we are like receptive to this and i was like oh i'll send you feedback on how to what next steps and everything and I felt like, great, you know, like I found a solution. We're mm -hmm. going to deal with this. Everything is going to be hunky dory. And um, the next day, she sent me an email. And I, I remember, I think I read that email like 40 times. Because basically, what it said is like, it was very nice talking to you, but I can't help you. You need professional. Oh, wow. It was just like, a, <laughs> like so this, this wow. goes beyond my expertise. Expert. Wow. That's <laughs> and that was just like, I don't remember the wording exactly. I can, mm -hmm. I can, it was in my private email. I'm pretty sure I can find it. But basically, the, it, it said that the message was, you're in too deep for me to help you. You don't need a career coach. You need it's a specialist that deals with burnout because you are very clearly going through a burnout. Mm -hmm. And that was just <laughs> like, like, I, like, it was the first time that I've seen it written from somebody that has 
some kind of a background yes. experience, experience yeah. and and it was it was rough so um then i i didn't go home straight away but then i like i showed it to my boss and, and then fortunately or I, just coincidence that somebody from within our department um had contacts to an external person that was and she actually she i'm sorry she read this uh, oh, she recommended, she recommended somebody mm -hmm. And this was somebody that was already known to my company mm -hmm. because she uh, was already having felt. already had oh, uh, nice. some some sessions with somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a year before or something. And then I, and this was lady that uh, she it wasn't even based in Amsterdam. She was in uh, where's the yeah you need to travel the Dolphinarium. Like, where's the the city? Not the, yeah, like for an hour or Atteldorf. something. Oh, yeah, wow. Atteldorf. Yeah, so she was in Atteldorf. And that was like an hour and a half by train or something like oh, that. Nice. And uh, like, okay, but uh, but. It was again. It was just something that it was available, and I wouldn't. It was arranged by the company. The company was happy to, to, to kind of take care of this. So I had a uh, like a meeting with her at, uh, at close to the office in Amsterdam. We met, and again, I basically told her the exact same story to the to the to the, to the first lady. But now, with the thought that I know that the first lady already told me that I have a burnout, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I basically had a breakdown, you know, already as I was telling her this story. And 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 she was like, um, I guess I um, I'm basically I, I don't know how she said it, but something like I'm positive I'm, that I'm, you I'm, have I'm, 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 I think you need you need help and I, I will be available if, if and she was a therapist. She, she was, was like a, 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 she wasn't a medical professional. She, mm -hmm. I, I remember she described it once that she's somebody that specific that uh, has uh, expertise in dealing with burnout. Mm -hmm. And I think she used the expression like the only difference between me and a medical professional is that I can't prescribe you pills. Mm -hmm. But I have experience with dealing with people who found themselves in a similar situations, especially with people who work in big corporates mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. You know, so so that's why that, that was like this. But then, uh, yeah, basically her advice was don't don't go back to the office. Yeah. Don't like from here. Don't even go back. Go for, for your stuff, if you can. Uh, call somebody to bring you like the phone keys, whatever, some basics, and go home straight away. Mm -hmm. And just report uh, sick, and we'll take it from there. In the timeline of that, that you said August, that this summer was, was around. This was the first meeting with that. Uh, the first meeting with the South African lady was mid-july oh, so it was in a mix of all what you're going through the house the well, this was a year after, a year after. after. This is 2018 that all of the stuff happened oh. with, the, with the stuff and then 2019 um uh right so this is mid-july and then the second meeting i had was 20th or 21st of july so it was like a week mm -hmm. difference between the first two therapist uh, coaches sessions mm -hmm. 21st of July, so I think it's better 20, 21st or 22nd of July, uh, 2019, I was officially like, like home. Mm -hmm. And um, you also visited your GP, right? I actually, that's something, because nobody ever tells you what the process is yeah, in a case yeah, like yeah. this. And I'm like, I wasn't like, I didn't know what, what the situation yeah. is, right? And so uh, fortunately, my manager was just reported me sick. And that, you know, that, that, that that's, mm -hmm. there was nothing else required by the company at that time. And the only thing I needed to do was need an appointment, make an appointment with a uh, company doctor, mm -hmm. right? And to be honest, that was like one of the like the most stressful situation that I was in after that was dealing with company doctors. Like I was at home trying to be like a, you know relaxed, rest yeah. and mm -hmm. everything, and it was like a super like, like calling customer support for a company that is because you have to justify support. your absence is even, that why even just getting an appointment ah just the process know, itself just the process so itself stressful. Just, the process, just the process itself of, of calling somebody and they were like oh she's not like and then waiting for 40 minutes on, on wow. the line oh, wow. you know until, until 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 that somebody's available and they will say oh we have an appointment for you like end of august wow and i'm like end of august I mean, like, I'm not rushing, I'm not expecting anything mm -hmm, from them, but, but I thought that I need to do that, like, no, end of August. And then they, somebody should call me back to confirm or I get an email, and then do this now, mm -hmm. you know? And then I have to call again, again, half an hour on, you know, like, the, the, process, the, the, the itself. process itself was painful. Yeah. And In the Netherlands, it's called Arbo Arts, right? The company yes, is it, it is officially mm -hmm. Arbo Arts. And also, it used to be for my company an internal um, mm -hmm. employee. 
but sometime ago this was externalized and it was an external vendor that was doing okay. this. Mm -hmm. So actually, I'm not even sure if the customer center was based in Netherlands, mm -hmm. but that's just, I'm not sure if that's relevant. But um, yeah, so and then, so I was, I was, I was at home. I was not just basically, I think the first two, three weeks, I, I didn't even really leave the house. So it was mostly like a sleeping 12 hours a day. Yeah. And, and if I managed to get myself out, then it was just like, yeah, I walked around, sleep a bit, and then went mm -hmm. back. You know? mm -hmm. But uh, then I started, then, oh yeah, then I started, I went for the first session with the coach and I found it like uh, quite, quite helpful. Right, the, the already the first sessions we agreed on overall that the plan was we're gonna have ten sessions. Uh, then with four, the same lady that you went with the same okay. lady that mm -hmm. in then four hour sessions. So four in that four hours, wow. right? Because it was kind of designed in a way like you're already going to you know Apeldoorn, so you're not yeah, going to sure, go travel sure. an hour and a half to stay there for an hour uh -huh. and come back. But that's uh, she said that that's her, like the model that she has. Interesting, you know that it's a. The sessions are intense mm -hmm. and then they're further apart you know so rather less sessions but like really mm -hmm. like uh, intense in, yeah. intense mm -hmm. that's, that's the, i think the, the best word to describe it. um i think already after the first one i found it quite uh, quite helpful because she listened and she didn't try to to like blame or you know mm -hmm. like, educate you educate me or tell me stuff that i didn't want me to know didn't feel like it's not necessary I actually don't remember if that was her or somebody else, but uh, they suggested meditation, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think it was actually the first idea was from her as well. Mm -hmm. And then on, on that uh, um, signal, I, I tried to look it up a little bit. Um, a friend of mine recommended me a book as well that I, I don't, you know, normally I don't read like self-help books mm -hmm. about stuff like that. It's just, for me, it, it's like a different world, right? Mm -hmm. And I always, also thought like meditation it's something like, not for you it's for hippies yeah for, for people that practice yoga and, and you know don't shave their armpits or whatever. <laughs> and it's just i didn't feel like i didn't find it relatable yeah and um the, the book that was suggested to me was i think it was called 10 percent happier oh 10 yeah i love this book I 10 percent happier yeah. and i found it extremely relatable mm -hmm. because it's by somebody who was coming from the same position of a skeptic yes. towards this, right? Uh, it's in case you don't know, Dan Harris. Dan, Dan Harris, Harris, yeah, right? he's, a he's, a, he's a newscaster, newscaster. Uh, like an anchor on whatever an American TV station, mm -hmm. and um, like he pretty much like only the first half the setup that he was describing, like how how he found himself in a situation and how he had like a meltdown on air <laughs> that you can find on YouTube, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. I found it like extremely relatable, and his like. Not necessarily skepticism, but like kind of not in the, his, his position towards meditation. I, I found like very, um, yeah, very relatable. And and based on that, I started doing like you know, 10, 15 minutes a day. You know, mm -hmm. right? Are you still doing it now? I have to say, I did last year in October. I kind of took a, until like the year I kind of stopped. Mm -hmm. And I'm now trying to restart the practice. Mm -hmm. you know? so but last, you found it helpful that time. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That time it was really like just to, to reset my brain for a little bit that that I found very helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um yeah so the, the, the coach I, we did like exercises where some of them were like quite simple, some of them were extremely difficult for me to, to do. Can you maybe describe one of the exercises if you recall? For example, one thing that, that we did was well what she identified based on my my, my uh, experiences that I I lacked a sense of achievement. Mm -hmm. Right. So basically achievement of something that gets done and that is finished something mm -hmm. like that and, and some kind of a structure in a day you know where it's clearly a space for activity and clearly a space for time off mm -hmm. so um i had to write a schedule that i was instructed to follow to like a 15 minute interval you know so it was like what do you like we literally were writing down so what time do you wake up and i had to look it's 8 to 8 15 is waking up then 8.15 to 8.45 is breakfast. Then 8.45 to 10.15 is activity one. Mm -hmm. and, and, and stuff like that, you yeah. know, so like very clear. And then, oh, then also 3 p.m., like end of activities and then relaxation time. And it was all like very scheduled. And it felt like 
it felt silly to write it mm -hmm. down like mm -hmm. that and also super weird to find activities okay what can i do now for an hour and a half no, that is an activity yeah. that that uh, will keep me busy but that i can start and finish you know so something that will have like a, so not like i'm going to watch tv for an hour and a half or play a video game but more like a, i will do laundry you know mm -hmm. and and it will be finished and, right. and i can clearly define now that it's done. done yeah, yeah done. Take it up. so i did like i'm not an extremely handy person but i was like repainting like mm -hmm. this uh, print the, the what mm -hmm. do they call them the the, the, the sideboard the sideboard yeah the just because like oh it's peeling off a little mm -hmm. bit and it's been there for six months so <laughs> i went to buy paint and like repainted the corners you know and, and, and stuff right. like that and i was finding myself doing mm -hmm. so that for example was one of those this is how you actually found an activity of painting and start drawing yeah. that is actually like there was a first step to it uh -huh. right? because you needed to have an activity or like yes exactly yeah, yeah but this was this was still like small tasks right mm -hmm. maybe like first it was just they need to be uh, maybe i even i don't remember exactly but maybe hour and a half i exaggerated but i think the first step was like half hour tasks really mm -hmm. things that you mm -hmm. really can start finish small tasks and then take it really by step and um then the, the, the like painting was I think at a stage where I had like, okay, now we need an afternoon activity mm -hmm. you know, for multi-hour activity that, that you can do. And that came like two, three months later. Okay, okay. So uh, you're already so two, three months in burnout, let's say recovering after burnout or like, yeah, yeah. experiencing that. Yeah. Yeah. And you were off work this whole time. Yes, I was, yeah. I, I basically stopped working that, that 21st of July and uh, until end of the year, I was, completely off work mm -hmm. and then well i'm skipping ahead a little bit mm -hmm. but I, I, then I started i went i remember first time i went to work uh was, was still december so second half of december mm -hmm. but it I, was like, like i showed up at work second mm -hmm. half of december 2019 there was more like just to like hello i'm alive mm -hmm. not not really yet picking up work picking up work. Mm -hmm. so but um and yeah. your company backed you up this whole time this was this yes. whole treatment was throughout well, the company um, that's a that actually gets me to the, the second step. My department, absolutely, mm -hmm. right? My direct manager, the manager of the department, uh, absolutely backed me up. There was no uh, nobody was asking me about like there was no mm -hmm. kind of like checking up on how you're doing. I uh, my manager, I think, got in touch once every few weeks, but never by calling me directly, but mm -hmm. first send me like a text message or WhatsApp, like, hey, is it, uh, do you have some time to talk? Mm -hmm. Like, just wanted to check how you are doing. But never really regarding uh, work. Oh, that's amazing. There was never really more like, like a, how are you doing? Uh, but more like, how are you doing? How, how, how are you, you know? But mm -hmm. then eventually, the, I clearly, of course, Obviously, he was yeah. interested, like, when do you think you will be coming Maybe back to good. work? Um, but the first two, three times, like, nobody ever mentioned uh, work. Wow, that's great. So yeah. I actually heard like from some other people, obviously I also had just accidentally experienced burnout just almost at the same time as Peter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was actually lucky because you went like, you know, you more or less told me what to do in this because yeah, I had a not not such a big company and they didn't have any experience with this burnout. But what I've heard that some people go from burnout like uh, yeah, through burnout like two years or something like that even. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. it's yeah. yeah you went actually quite fast i must say like that it was yeah absolutely i i mean it's it, we've had these discussions with like the other people that i've been seeing like there's no standard yeah time, right it's and individual there isn't there like the from from like the point of view of the medical point of view right but from the from the company point of view there are rules for how long can you be yeah. on medical leave mm -hmm. and and like i for example still receive salary you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there are some 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 guidelines for that, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I didn't touch anywhere close close to those those kind of limits, mm -hmm. so that there was not a problem. But uh, speaking of if my company supported, so like I said, department manager absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then my first depart first meeting with the Arbo Arts mm -hmm. uh, happened, and that was like a complete opposite, mm -hmm. because that was basically like the the first meeting was the lady that um, she, she really didn't want to be there. She appeared that her target clearly is to prove that I'm faking, 
like it, to 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 kind of uh, she was putting it, I felt like a like a cross examination at court. Right. You know, when she was asking asking me questions, I felt like it was it was very obvious to to me, or at least the feeling I got from it was that her um, intention was to prove that I've had predispositions towards this yeah. for a long time. I was mm -hmm. unresponsible for it. The company is not responsible for it. Therefore, and like literally on the first meeting that I had, right, where my direct department didn't even consider bringing up work. Her second question was, when do you think you're coming back? Mm -hmm. and, and when I said, I don't know, I have no clue. It's not my intention to stay out of work for a long time, but I'm not going to rush it just for the sake of going back to work if I don't feel I'm well enough to do it. And, and if I feel like it jeopardize my, my health. Yeah. And she was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Like, really, it was extremely uncomfortable, really um, not a good experience. And that's, that. sorry to interrupt, but that's how, was how long into your leave? A month and a half. Yeah, and the full month and a half, yeah. And the actual meeting, I think, happened, was only in, like, first week of September mm -hmm. or something like that. But that was my first experience with the company doctor, right? First time I saw this person and, like, already, like, a very accusatory mm -hmm. cross-examination and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and fortunately, I have to say, there was only, um, then I had to meet this person two more times or three more mm -hmm. times overall. Mm -hmm. The second was slightly better, the second meeting. It was like a month after mm -hmm. that. Um, it, I mean, clearly, I, I think she was having a bad day or whatever, <laughs> or like the previous person she was meeting, like ticked her off or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then it, she... In, Every time she had a bad day when she saw you. In, in, an, in an, for me, what is like an extremely unprofessional uh, thing, you know, that mm -hmm. you, you let it out on somebody else. That mm -hmm. is not the reason for that, right? But then the other, other meetings were um, just extremely administrative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like really, uh, uh, there's no like support right. except for, okay, we accept the fact that you're still not working. Mm -hmm. uh, the next meeting will be, do you have any progress? Uh, are you seeing a doctor? Uh, yes, no, yes, no. Okay, next meeting in a month. That's, that's it. That, that's kind mm -hmm. of how it went. But also, oh, I remember now. So obviously I had no idea that how exactly this process is. What do I need to do with it? Mm -hmm. And my understanding was I'm seeing this coach. My company is okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, I have an appointment with the Arbo Arts. That's it. That's what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. And on the very first meeting that I had with the Arbo Arts, uh, she was like, what does your GP say? And I'm like, I didn't go didn't to go. a GP because I had no idea that I'm supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, how did you not go? How come you didn't go mm -hmm. to the GP? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I, It's not like I can, it's a process that I'm familiar with. This is new to me. Mm -hmm. For maybe um, the person on, that I was making the, the appointment with should have told me that this is an expectation for me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that was that was kind of a strange thing. Then I went to the GP, made an appointment, and it assigned me like a, a waiting list. Yeah. Not necessarily even a waiting list, mm -hmm. but there's like an in-house psychologist mm -hmm. okay. uh, that they had. There wasn't even a waiting list. I had a next day appointment okay. with that person, but it was a very nice gentleman, you know, in-house arts it's a psychologist. But um, it was like. 55, 60. When I told him that I'm trying meditation, I had to explain to him what meditation <laughs> is. Um, he tried to, in, there was some very helpful uh, things that he told me mm -hmm. about like the difference between depression and burnout from a medical point of view, right. the, uh, how it is about recharging and how like the, the energy, the fact that I'm draining, what exactly got me to that. So the, the theory around it, mm -hmm. uh, he explained to me, and that was I found very helpful. But then afterwards, he tried to just place me in the bracket. You know, right. like that means okay, this is the step. This is the, that means this is this bracket you're in. And then he kind of like to me, it seemed like he opened a big book of definitions, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. he tried to go by the book completely. Instructions what to do next. Instructions <laughs> what to do next without any kind of consideration that mm -hmm. I might be perceiving it, that because of like my personality, because of the conditions, uh, because of the uh, the the environment i mean i might be experiencing it differently mm -hmm. so uh it became a bit of a chore for me to go to right, the, right. The, the, the house mm -hmm. interesting you know and one thing i'd like to say i just find very interesting that you have had both 
you've been into the system, like you, the procedures you have to go in. And also I think you've been kind of embraced by your company in a sense, which I think it's a good example of a, a company that is looking into mental health in a different way. I'm just want to ping back because we had organizational psychology last period. And I think it's, important how the companies are identifying and helping and supporting because in the end you stayed six months on a leave around almost, that, yeah, almost which months, yeah. it just shows how hard it is to find group professionals and how much they will invest and help this professional to get back on the feet and back in the company because they spend thousands of euros to hire good people and so i just find very interesting and i think it's a really good example your company how much they supported you when you had the coach obviously you had to go through the system as well which you know Don't in me. the end is an organizational but absolutely i mean i i absolutely i agree right mm -hmm. and i i'm very grateful for the support i got mm -hmm. from my company um i think it's also important to know that at this stage when the when my burnout happened i was with the company for 11 years already right so it's not something that I just joined and immediately like mm -hmm. that happened or, you know, that's, that's, I think that for me, that was quite an important factor as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've been there for a long time and they, they kind of, it, it felt like, um, value as an employee. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I felt like value. At the same time, we need to take into account that it's Netherlands and here it's actually right. obligated by law yeah. because I think until two, you maybe remember it better, but I think like first two years, you actually can receive like 70% of the salary. And then afterwards it's like, but it depends a little bit on I the employee, but at least 70%. It's less than that. I think, I think first a, year, 70%, maybe a second. I, I a, for the whole time that I was off, I was not that that is important to yeah. do that but i think i was receiving 100 percent of my salary for the whole time that i was off and i think that it's nine months uh full salary and nine months 70 percent and then cut. yes because that i think is how in my company works but i don't know it might have changed and i really don't know how much of that is mandated by law by law it is first year 70 percent yeah okay. so basically your company and i know that some companies actually cover like first year 100 mm -hmm. percent some only 70 the basic what is by mm -hmm. law but again i just stepping back to like maybe in, in other country oh it would be nothing but i think it's just a so, good example of like yeah. a, a good system that because what it, the bigger like people from i think we were studying from the age of uh i don't know 25 to 45 are the most disabling by depression yeah. right now anxiety yeah. and that's the times that they have to work and earn money and they are not and that's it why i think there money. is yeah. like this devil the advocate that is like saying how oh, i think you're faking it because you know just taking advantage but the truth is people are really struggling and it's good to see companies that are supporting mental health in this way and hopefully eventually the whole world is because depression is the most disabling and burnout i um, think also in this case what is also maybe a great example that actually peter came back to the same work and you're still working there right now yes yeah but that was actually i, I don't know if that's that's more of a coincidence of the situation overall i uh -huh. would say because um the idea was the idea was that after i the outcome of my sessions with the coach was that I need a change of environment. And uh, that was initially the idea, right? That I would return to the company, but then start looking for options and everything. But well, um, I started working full time and I, I came back to the office 10th of, or middle of February, 2020. And mm -hmm. then for like two weeks, I was like part time. And then like in March, like actually, COVID like I was yeah. exactly then the COVID happened, you know. So um, I was actually scheduled to start switching to full time end of March 2020, mm. right? Oh, okay. So for the first time, like for the first couple of weeks working from home, I was still like part time working on. So um, I didn't go back to the exact same environment, but within the like the, the bigger department, there was a different project that I, I kind of I picked up after somebody else and. That's what I'm working on right now as well, right? And then from there, I look slightly more and, and a bigger position in there. But uh, that idea, of course, I'm at the moment. I'm I'm really open to more ideas. You know, I might say with a company, I might leave as well. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, if COVID didn't happen, it's more likely that I would be, uh, you know, uh, working somewhere else by now. 
-hmm. but um, also like how I found the company supportive for all the working from home and how basically I, I was really happy to have like a stable job where uh, I don't have to worry about like, job security or stuff like that mm -hmm. during the time where uh, you know a, a worldwide pandemic is happening it was a very nice thing to have like this anchor that I can like, kind of rely on you know that that's one less worry to have totally. so um, that, but that I would say it's it's a uh, outcome because of the consequences that mm -hmm. everything that happened and not necessarily due to like an outcome of my like you know therapy or coaching sessions mm -hmm. and did you have all 10 sessions in the end or I did yeah actually the last one was via zoom because there was the last one was already mm -hmm. during uh, the COVID, yeah. mm -hmm. four hours uh, I think online we did like three yeah. <laughs> wow I have one more question just so we can I want to move into art but Yes. Just so we can yeah, close yeah. this part. How was the comeback to work? Have you felt different? Was it a, a different was, person coming back? How I was, was much more aware of things that were, I mean, part of those exercises that, for example, I did with a coach were identifying things mm -hmm. and people that, uh, that in my head I, I thought of contributing factors. Right? Mm -hmm. So that was the most difficult thing to face the people that you know, like a month or two months ago, I wrote down their name on paper, like, you're one of the people why I had a burnout. And then <laughs> I had to be in like a, hey, hello, welcome, <laughs> you know. But um, I just, fortunately, I, I basically, I kind of, I have to say, I, avoid, I avoided it, you know. Like, I was just like, there was a polite hello in mm -hmm. the hallway, but then I didn't really interact with them because it just, I didn't feel ready for it. Mm -hmm. And then um, the... The, the new assignment took me like slightly in a different direction so I don't interact with them yeah. um, but overall um, yeah like like before company and like department colleagues were very supportive mm -hmm. they did ask questions um, I found a couple of people that had like comments that were like extremely weird like oh I wish I, I really feel tired I wish I could take a break like Peter did you know mm -hmm. so i was like oh, i'm not gonna react to that you know mm -hmm. but, uh, oh well but those were like very much in minority you know yeah. and overall i find it like i was still the same person obviously but much more aware of things that make me uh you know tick in a good way and things that that really i want to avoid mm -hmm. and and are not contributing to to uh you know my well-being yeah. and your mm -hmm. wife People around you, the feedback did that it changed a lot. Your um, approach, I, I mean, the feedback was positive, right? Mostly, mm -hmm. like that, you know, they could see like there's a difference in everything. But um, it it was I don't want to say taboo, but with a lot of people, right. I, there's very few people that I discussed it with, like outright, you know, like hey, how did you deal with this burnout? Mm -hmm. That is rare, right? Like that people are mostly. Uh, afraid or don't really uh, maybe, maybe not afraid is the best word but it, it's a it's an unknown thing and it's quite a sensitive topic so with a handful of people I outright discussed it with I found that, that they were supportive and they noticed differences and everything mm -hmm. and they were happy that you know to kind of the best way kind of see me back mm -hmm. on so yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think that is still a lot of like this cynical feeling people don't believe in burnout and depression and stuff like that yeah, because they don't know what they're talking them. about as your uh, colleague commented yeah you yeah. could say that he just doesn't know what he's talking about never experienced that no exactly yeah. because yeah. In, in his perception it was like um yeah i took six months off paid six months off or whatever and yeah. not because there was anything yeah. it just like yeah i wish i could do more yeah. And they might be experiencing similar things. It takes a while to change this mentality that this is an important so, But it's part. also like, I mean, there's, it also comes with age, you know, this totally. particular person that said that was like nearing 60, yeah. you know, so Absolutely. it's quite tricky mm -hmm, just to, mm -hmm. to change your mindset if you've been like, I don't know, 30 years of your, 35 years of your professional life experiencing it in a fun way. Also cultural and other yeah. things obviously yeah. play a role as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only generation, but yeah. Then. There's one thing that I definitely want to cover, obviously, and I think it's also played probably significant role in your recovery and maybe how it changed your life. 
So it's a painting. So maybe yeah. if you can go back to that, sure. how you picked up on that. And um... so, I mean, as, as we discussed, like those exercises or like the activities that I was uh, advised to, to, to do. Um, once I got to a stage where those tasks were, were, supposed, to be, were supposed to be bigger and more, uh, mm -hmm. you know, longer in duration, um, I, I basically was like my therapist, like the coach advice, like, okay, you need to find something to do that would be, if, if the best it would be if it's as far as possible from your job, mm -hmm. like, like the complete, complete opposite would be the best, right? So she said manual work. And I'm like, I can't, ugh, manual work, right? I, you know, that's not something for me, you know, but the, the, the con conditions, if I can call it that, were um, something that, again, you work on your own, that you don't have other people, you don't rely on other people in that, it's really your activity, something that's, offline so without a computer phone or something like that so not that you're going to be a video game streamer or something mm -hmm. like that and and um and yeah it's something that's uh like a active well, not engaging active, like engaging mm -hmm. yeah something that we where you can immerse yourself in. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's the flow flow Find yeah exactly flow. <laughs> reach your flow yeah and that kind of so i've i've always been um and then so first that happened like i need to find an exercise and then uh so I've always, or for the last, I don't know, five, six years, I was quite interested in street art and galleries, stuff like that. And, uh, and I'm collecting things like that, like prints and paintings and so on. I went to, uh, to Brussels for an exhibition and to get, there was like this friend that, that's uh, a Belgian friend that I was talking to. And I remember we were like uh, looking at this like painting and I was like, this is so stupid. How, come people can sit like anybody can do this, you know this is right. like i mean this is not an original thing this is just this is an interpretation um the technique is is i mean come on this, this is quite simple how come like you know mm -hmm. and anybody could do it and, and he didn't like challenge me but it was like yeah okay well we can do it i'm like yeah, i can i think i can do it but then i didn't connect the two right then it was just like a separate discussion that happened and then it took me like a week to, to consider like oh maybe Maybe that could be the activity I could try. Right? Mm -hmm. And I went to uh, action out of all places. Of course. Because it's like, uh, you know, no uh, low threshold. Low threshold, uh, you know, not, not much committed. You you're to, not going to spend. Not much of a commitment if I spend seven euros <laughs> on all the supplies. And I, uh, yeah, I bought like a couple of small canvases and I just tried, you know, with like the methods that I was using when I was like eight, you know, in elementary school, like a, when I had like Donald Duck comics and I was wanting to make it bigger and then just be redrawing it with a grid and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, I made a few of them and I was like, okay, well, I enjoyed the process and it was because it took me like four or five hours to finish one. Mm -hmm. And it was really like a, after a very long time, something where I could just sit down and I usually put like headphones in and some music and then like, oh, four hours have passed, you know, like, like I didn't look at my phone, didn't look at the watch, and it was just like, like literally four or five hours, and I, I was just, just like it just went by, you know. Nice. And I couldn't remember what was the last time I was able to focus on something that that um, without interruption, you know, that I could wow. just just do like that. Definitely not with work or anything, because I always get like distracted. But was it drawing something you were good at before, or no. never? No, no. Well, not never yet. really. No, it was not something I have. Like unless you come doodling on the side of a paper while you're on a call or mm -hmm. something like that, I never really drew or painted or anything. It was just like something that to try, you know. Mm -hmm. wow. So it's it, not something that I would consider. Like if you would tell me this five years ago, mm -hmm. then I would be like, no, no never. Not, not something that I not am, me. I'm, I'm, I'm experienced or mm -hmm. even have any like desire. Well, let's fast forward. Now you're having an exhibition in. In Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that basically, so how it, so I made a few of these, right? Mm -hmm. And I posted it on Instagram. And I have like, I was already in like a community of these people that are into stuff like that. And like a friend of mine from New York was like, oh, this is really cool. I would, how much? I'm like, oh, whoa. oh. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. Like, just like, I, I was just, just have it, you know, like there was not the idea. Mm -hmm. I didn't even consider that I would be like selling it. And, uh, and I, I think I just asked him to pay for shipping, you know, like, I mean, uh -huh. it's US, so it, it cost me quite the money to send it there. 
but then then he posted on instagram and then like a friend of his um I also was like oh do you also do commissions and i'm like sure i think <laughs> yes yeah maybe and then um yeah then i made a few of uh, like uh, one for him and he also liked it and it just kind of spiraled from there you know and then i upgraded to from action supplies to like proper <laughs> supplies and everything and and this was like october november 2019 so when i was just like oh, wow. already kind of reintegrate like you know being uh, uh able to function a little bit more but not yet working and now well now it's what february 2022 and so it's two years two and a bit years down the line i have painted 120 i think the last wow. one is 121 mm -hmm. canvases amazing um I, i'm increasing in size and complexity and everything i've done some prints that people bought nice. and now i have the yeah and one of the people that bought a print that like six seven months ago even longer um turns out that actually he reached out that oh I, I happen to have owned a gallery in hong kong and he would be very interested in, in doing like solo exhibition with you wow so it first took me like a couple of moments to like my first moment was ha scam you know, <laughs> yeah, no somebody way. wants to scam me because this clearly cannot be real and um but then i had a call with them and it turns out they actually do they, they are based in singapore but um their galleries in hong kong they've been running it for the last 10 years I checked them out online on social media and everything they're very legit i even had like some friends from the scene were already like familiar with that gallery mm -hmm. um yeah and like on, on the first call when they mentioned that oh we would like them to be slightly bigger mm -hmm. and we would like like 20 of them <laughs> like I, I almost fell from a chair because 20 that's like a commitment. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. A, like i Big. i told them you're real like i, I told them that not necessarily the, like the, about the burnout and everything, but I told it like I have a full time a job. job. This yeah. is not my job. This is my like really hobby. a hobby, yeah. barely a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. You know, recharging hobby. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is I'm not my side not, relaxation side time. Relaxation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yoga in the sense. So uh, actually, there, there was one thing that what um what was a bit of a I I didn't immediately say yes mm -hmm. because I was afraid that. It will be too much. I'm creating commitment and pressure yes, for myself, right, yeah. which is the exact opposite of what I want mm -hmm. to do, right? But then they basically said that, but you know, the timelines you tell us, right? Mm -hmm. They were not like because we had this call in August and and like late August, and I was afraid you're gonna say, oh, by November we mm -hmm. want to try to do something like that, which would be like out of question completely. But then they say, what well, whatever timeline fits you. Right. We'll we'll work around that. And I said, well, okay, let's do it in February. You know, because that will be like three extra months. That means I can, in casual pace, the same pace that I was doing before, I can continue. And uh, yeah, so now the twelfth of March is officially starting. Until so, when? April. Uh, April ninth. Yeah. So yeah. if we have listeners in Hong Kong or Singapore mm -hmm. or around. Absolutely. I mean, we can probably share like a link. Yes, of course. Yeah, we will. But uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to go personally. Oh, yeah, I was gonna ask. So you won't no, be going. No, I would. I mean, no. Well, I would really like to mm -hmm. go, and and I'm literally on standby, checking the news every day. But uh, Hong Kong still has very close. pretty strict COVID uh, rules. Yeah. That basically the country has been even like the, the gallery owners are in Singapore, and they haven't been in their gallery in Hong oh. Kong since since COVID started, because you can only go. If you have like a, a if you're a if you're a resident or if you have like student visa or, or like work visa and it's mandatory to stay uh i think depending on conditions 14 to 21 days in quarantine, quarantine. which i mean like yeah, it's a lot <laughs> that would be a lot, lot. And, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. uh that, that's but like we even had the discussion with the gallery like would be the, the choice would be have it now and i wouldn't be able to go or have it sometime when it's open mm -hmm. and I would be able to go, but that can be a year, yeah, you know, or, or I don't know how long. So I, I opted for to, to have it now. We have technology, I guess they can make a, some Zoom calls. You can see yeah. your art there. Yeah, and exactly. And I mean, like they, they even like, there's still the official press release is gonna be done sometime like the next few days. Mm -hmm. So they warned me ahead that I, that I might be um, contacted by like a, local news and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, which yeah. terrifies me a little bit but uh 
I've already had to describe my art from like a, you know, like when you go to a gallery and like this, this write-up about what does the artist want to present in here? And I'm like, I want to present cartoon characters I'm drawing because it's my therapy. <laughs> but obviously I, I didn't write that, but uh, there was like this whole write-up about emotions that I'm presenting and everything. Mm -hmm. well, it's, not, it's not a lie, but it's very elaborated and embellished to sound Me like too. it's a, has a uh, you know like a, a very deep meaning. I mean, I think this podcast is a great <laughs> way to a good way to describe your art in a sense. That's what it drove you into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you incorporated some of the. I think you incorporated some of the your feelings, right? In at least some of the uh, painting that I saw, there was. Oh some... yeah! Oh, absolutely! Yeah, don't get, yeah, absolutely. But it's. Uh, I, I you know when I also when I was doing like the write up about it. I, the, the idea is that these are cartoon characters, right? But mm -hmm. there's like, I try always not to do it like, oh, it's a cartoon character that you have on a sticker or that you see mm -hmm. as a second Google result or something like that, because I found it a very like boring and dumb to death, right? But it's always like there's some kind of emotion that is very relatable. Like even if you don't know what the character is, you'll be like, oh, this is he's very happy or he's extremely sad or content or, or whichever, mm -hmm. right? The range. Uh, some of them are very much like you know depressed and so yeah, on. but yeah. that's it, it started with that it was portraying always like oh, okay this is how I feel so like if I feel like up then I want to then was pick something positive and if I felt like you know, it's awful weather I'm stuck inside I miss doing things going to concerts then it was a bit more of a not necessarily serious not necessarily like a depressed but more serious tone in there mm -hmm. And I don't always do it like that. It's more like, oh, this is something that I kind of, uh, I don't want to say moved on from just doing it like that, but it's not necessarily always uh, uh, like representing my current. Mm -hmm. Mostly because when I started, I was doing it from start to finish four or five hours in one go, right? But as I moved on to bigger ones and more complex ones, I usually can't finish it in one setting mm -hmm. so now it's spread over three days that i'm working on it and also have to balance it with like work totally, right yeah. so um it's like when i started there was real uh, there was absolutely what was there right that there was the the, the the emotion but then when i'm finishing it two days later it can be very different as well you know mm -hmm. so I have one question about how do you balance all that now i know you you have this they, they were very open to you so you can do at your own time. So I think that's a very good thing, but you have this achieving personality, as you said. So how do you balance work, still working well, and then having your art and not kind of getting ahead I mean, of yourself? I, I, I think that, uh, well, with work, I learned to be a lot more like, yeah, it's work, right? It mm -hmm. happens, uh, I don't want to call it like relaxed about mm -hmm. it, but a lot more like realistic and I don't, don't get pushed into situations that would be, um, that would drive me to that level of, of uh, you know, not being able to relax or, or, or being always thinking about work, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's one thing I learned to cope with those situations at work slightly better. There's a very strict, like, you know, 5.45, 6 o'clock work laptop closed, go society. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I'm much better at that than I was before. Mm -hmm. just, just drawing the line between like, this is work, this is not work. And, um, and, and for, how I squeeze the paintings between there. Well, I mean, especially when there were lockdowns and everything, it wasn't really a problem because yeah. I'm not gonna, what am I gonna do? I was sitting, we were sitting at home most of the time. And uh, I don't put, like, if I don't do anything, if I don't paint in two weeks, if I don't do one, that it's okay, right? There's nothing, there's rarely like a, I'm, I'm very clear if somebody asks for something, I give them like realistic timelines, you know? Mm -hmm. It's never like a, Oh, I would like something in two days. I'm like, yeah, sorry, it's not going to happen. You know, okay. this uh, maybe it will be done in next week. Maybe it will be take two weeks. Maybe maybe more. You know, depends on if I have enough time mm -hmm. to do it when I when I want to. Right. So the only kind of deadline or pressure that that, that I had was just preparing for this exhibition. Mm -hmm. But then for that one, I created the, the deadline so uh, so long there was su sufficient space to do it totally. in like a normal. 
um, space. space without yeah. without without, without having additional to, pressure having to create some mm -hmm. unnecessary additional pressure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just maybe last question. Um, so thank you obviously for sharing the experience but what would you recommend to peter right now or to people who experience in <clears throat> burnout at this moment at this very moment what would you recommend to them like right now already like looking back at your experience um there's two, two more two, two main things and i've been asked a similar question before uh not necessarily the same but the uh, main important thing except that it's happening I don't try to pretend that it's not because you're not going to fool anybody. If if it's happening, it is happening. That's it, right? There's there's you're not going to get out of that hole by pretending that it's not happening. That's the most important thing that I think that basically I didn't accept it soon enough, and then the hole was bigger to get out mm -hmm. of. Right? That that's that's one thing. Um, and sometimes like people were asking me like that. Do you wish that, like, would you do, do, would you do something differently if you would have like accepted that before or something like that? And um, the answer is probably no, because I would still be the same person, right? Mm -hmm. And it's different. It's easy to say like, oh, with the knowledge that you have now, would you have acted differently? Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's not possible, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 like, if I take my like two and a half years back, if I take back, you know, could go back in time, would I change something? Um, theoretically, uh, realistically, honestly, probably no, because if I didn't go through this, I wouldn't know what I know now, mm -hmm. and I would only know it as a secondhand experience from somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't start, which again would probably be unrelatable, difficult to like to imagine or believe or something like that. Um, very likely, I wouldn't have started painting, right? If if I didn't go through that, that would the, the spark to, to the idea would. I might have, but not necessarily, right? Definitely wouldn't do so much of it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't change it. I'm, 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 it might be weird to say, but I'm happy for the experience, mm -hmm. right? It was a shitty time, but it led me to being who I am at the moment. So Maybe also more resistant during COVID times, right? Because a lot of people suffered <sighs> and you had already yeah. this painting that you could actually spend time with. True, but also I'm not going to lie and say that it was easy, you know, mm -hmm. like that it was, it was helpful because I kind of had some, let's call it tools that I could mm -hmm. try, but they didn't always help. Yeah. And yeah. I, I had also when during lockdowns and everything, I felt myself like, oh, this is a slippery slope, right? We really like it, mm -hmm. it's, you know, a period of not necessarily just days, maybe even like a couple of weeks where it, I was like, you know, felt awful and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, like similarly to how when the, the, the onset burnout was happening, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also a good uh, thing to say that it's not easy at all. It's just no. part of the process. And it's not that like now you're an artist and everything's oh, great, so, but it's yeah, a, no, 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 I so, think yeah. is a learning process forever i guess yeah, you yeah. use your experience and i think that's what we want to pass into whoever is listening that it's hard but and it's also i think what's also important is extremely individual exactly and what worked for me might not work for anybody yeah. else and it's one of the mistakes i think what people sometimes make is, is try to um like when they find themselves in a situation like this try to apply stuff that somebody else recommends mm -hmm. and Feel like if it's not working for them, then it can feel them even worse, yeah. make them feel even worse because they're like, Yeah, there's something really wrong with me because it worked for this person. How mm -hmm. come it's not working for me? That is not the case at all, right? Yeah, like, so I know, like, even for, for, for you, again, yeah, like another stuff worked for you than for me, totally. and, and by like vice versa, right? Because it's like it's extremely individual. Uh, because of the conditions, consequences, environment, personality. Totally, yeah. So uh, it's not a one size fits all. And like you know, like I said, what worked for me doesn't have to work for you. And there are stuff that work for other people that I find very difficult to relate to, and actually maybe set me back a few weeks because I try or a month because I try to mm -hmm. you know apply something that was recommended to me as a surefire hundred percent working for mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that's the idea to share these experiences and maybe that will inspire someone to look for help, talk to a friend and I don't know.
do something about if they're not happy about their life right now. I want to say thank you so much. This was a great talk. Thank you for sharing. It was great listening to your story. We will definitely promote your exhibition in Hong Kong, everybody. Because we can't go. Yes, unfortunately, we cannot go, but we will definitely follow online. And if you like art, we'll be sharing on our podcast bio. Yeah, definitely. So the people can also notes. find you on Instagram, obviously. Yeah, yeah cool. for sure. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, please don't forget to follow and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at psychologyinsideout.podcast, where we update our listeners on upcoming episodes and much more. Thanks, and until next time.